0: Hello and welcome to today's episode of Everyday American English.
1: I'm Lynn. I'm American in the state of Kansas in the United States. With this podcast, I'll help you improve your English listening comprehension by telling you short stories about my daily life in the United States. The best way to improve your English listening comprehension is to practice listening to English, so make sure to subscribe and get new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To check how much you understood of this podcast, you can read the transcript, which can be found on my website for a small fee, everydayamericanenglish.org. Feel free to contact me with any comments or questions you might have through Facebook, Instagram, or my email, Everyday American English Podcast at gmail.com.
0: January 13th, 2021,
1: Episode 99, The Whole 30. January is a popular month to take charge of your health. Like I've already talked about, a lot of people make New Year's resolutions in January. These usually include resolutions to eat healthier or work out more. Instead of just trying to figure out what to do on your own, a lot of people like to follow popular programs. For example, someone wanting to work out more might buy a fitness program that tells you exactly what to do for a workout instead of just going to the gym and winging it. I mean, why do all the work of making a plan yourself when someone else could do it for you, right? The same goes for eating healthier. Instead of just having a vague plan of not eating sweets, someone might benefit from a set-out plan instead. The Whole30 is a great example of this, and I've actually done it twice. The Whole30 is a 30-day elimination diet. For 30 days, you can't eat or drink any type of sugar, even maple syrup or honey, alcohol, grains like bread, corn, pasta, or rice, legumes, dairy, carrageenan, MSG, or sulfites. According to the official rules, you are also not supposed to try and recreate foods like cupcakes or pizza with the approved ingredients. This is because the Whole30 is also a food reset that allows you to completely change your relationship with food. If you do it right, the results will be both physical and mental. Another rule of the Whole30 that is different from most diets is that you're not allowed to measure or weigh yourself during the 30 days. This is because the goal of the diet is not to lose weight, but to change your relationship with food and better understand how certain foods affect your body. Instead of only prioritizing weight loss, the Whole30 talks about non-scale victories or benefits that have nothing to do with how much you weigh. For example, their website tells us that the Whole30 has helped millions of people with eliminating cravings, improving energy and sleep, reporting an improvement in allergies, anxiety, chronic pain, digestive issues, skin conditions, and losing weight healthfully and sustainably. Of course, most people do lose some weight, but it's important to remember that this isn't the ultimate
0: goal. Like I said earlier,
1: I've done the Whole30 twice, once in September 2018 and again in January 2019. I did it the first time with my mom and the second time again with my mom, Laura, and a bunch of other family members. When you're done with the 30 days, it's technically not over yet. Now that you've spent all this time without several different food groups, you have a great opportunity to see how your body reacts to them. This is called reintroduction. For example, on day 31, you eat a little bit of legumes with each meal and then spend days 32 and 33 back on the Whole30 diet. During this time, you're supposed to pay attention to how your body reacts to that food group. Once any effects you might have had from the food wears off, you reintroduce another group like dairy or grains. It's important not to do several reintroductions at once. For example, if you eat pizza on day 31 and feel terrible after, how are you supposed to know whether or not it was the dairy, sugar, or gluten that had a negative effect on you? When I did my Whole30s, I learned that my body doesn't love gluten or dairy, which is a little sad because I personally love them, even if my body doesn't. A change I made is that I really don't eat gluten or dairy in my house, or at least I try not to. If I'm at a restaurant, I might because one, why not? Two, most of the menu has gluten and or dairy and three, I have food freedom. I could explain food freedom to you but I actually think the Whole30 website does a really great job of it. They say, food freedom is feeling in control of the food that you eat instead of food controlling you. Food freedom is about indulging when it's worth it, Passing when it isn't, and never feeling guilt or shame for doing either. That's all for today's episode of Everyday American English. To really improve your English listening comprehension, check how much you understood of this episode by reading the transcript, which can be found on my website, everydayamericanenglish.org. Don't hesitate to contact me with any comments or questions you might have. Happy Wednesday.